Hello, welcome to another episode of Called Bank Sports. Uh, this episode, we're actually going to be talking about some potential changes that the Jazz made. Um, I'm not sure if changes are the right move for the Jazz, but we'll talk about what they might need or, and how good or bad it would be for them right now. Uh, but before we go any further, don't forget to like the video, subscribe, because we put out lots of Jazz videos every week. We follow almost every game, and every weekend we put out usually one or two videos, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're a Jazz fan. But on after the Knicks game, I had a live stream going, and we were talking about different pieces that the Jazz needed after they lost those two games in a row to the Nets without Kevin Durant and then to the Knicks. Uh, and there were some interesting comments in that video. I, I liked some of them, some of them would be good players, but they just didn't have a lot of money. So, we, Or they they had a lot of money on their contract, so it would be impossible to make the move. So I ran through the trade machine. Uh, I sent these to Nate last night, but we'll go through. I want to hear his reactions to them and see if there's any changes that he would like to make. Um, so for, first off, before we jump into them, though, after looking at them overall, Nate, were there any ones that you thought, yes, let's do this right now? Or like, what were your overall reactions to the trades I sent? So first of all, I'd like to point out, I am calling this our way too soon talk about the trades the Jazz can make <laughs> video. I think that, especially last night against the Bucks, they showed a lot of rhythm. And there are some great questions you can ask about like how the Bucks play defense and if the Jazz are just made to beat the Bucks. So you can watch our live stream last night. Um, after that game to hear me talk more about that. Um, but overall, I just really think that there are some great opportunities to be made. The one that jumped out to be the most and wasn't maybe a do this right now, but was Joe Ingles and Elijah Hughes for TJ Warren. I thought that one could have a lot of legs depending on where you think TJ Warren is going to continue at his at in his three point shooting. So overall though, I don't want to do this right now because I think Joe has been playing hurt and due to the fact that he's finally resting and he's put his Iron Man streak behind him, I'm hopeful that Joe can just come back a step up and be able to play a lot better than where he's been at since I do think he's more likely than not has been playing hurt for some time just because he wants to play, and that's who Joe is. I mean, two years ago when there was the normal playoffs, like the Jazz were resting their other players, but Joe was on the court starting getting his minutes so that he was able to keep that streak going. So I really expect to see improvement from Joe, and I wouldn't want to pull the trigger on a trade like that right now, but that could be something that come late, I guess, when is the trade deadline? Since that's typically February, but did they push that back this year, or what I'm details not sure. do you have on that? Um, it's, it, I know it's after February eighth because I know a lot of players who signed this free agency they're not allowed to be traded until February eighth. Um, but normally it's right around the All Star break. So whenever they're deciding to have the All Star break this year, I'd imagine it's going to be either a week before or a week after somewhere in that window. Google says Thursday, March 25th, um, as per Sham's 
Charania. I butchered that last name. I apologize to Shams. Um, I don't know if anyone knows how to pronounce his name. I've heard it 15 different ways. I guess the more difficult your last name is to pronounce, the better chance you have of either A, being in the NBA, Giannis, or B, being an NBA Twitter talk like Shams and Woj. So there we go. Um, so what was your favorite trade of the three? Um, I talked about the TJ Warren one, and we'll get a bit more in depth on that in a second. But what one did you like the most out of what you sent to me? Uh, it's So we, we have three main trades that we're going to talk about. Uh, I like and dislike them for a lot of reasons. Uh, one that I, and it's the smallest one, but and we'll get more more depth in it, but it's a trade with the Hornets where the Jazz give up Nying and we get Caleb Martin in return. Uh, I thought that was an interesting one because uh, we're giving up the the least amount, and I don't think we'd have to throw in a pick. If it's we throw in a pick, it might be a future second rounder to make that one work. And I think Caleb Martin, it might make our offense a little worse, but what we've been seeing in losses is the Jazz defense just falls apart, and the Jazz need better perimeter defenders. And I think Caleb Martin provides that. He can guard like one through four. He, he's probably a little undersized to guard fours, but he's athletic. He brings energy. And so uh, he doesn't have a great jumper, but uh, he, he can cut. He's not. He's a smart NBA player, even though he's not the most skilled on offense. So what I really liked about this trade is, like you said, it involves the Jazz giving up the least. Nyang is not a part of the rotation right now. Um, Obviously, he's a great piece to have in case of injury, and he's able to put up that 40-plus. And I love Niang, and I love him being on the team. But like you said, this could be a straight-up swap, maybe get rid of a second-rounder, which isn't ideal, but, you know, it works. So I liked this one just from the aspect of you get possibly someone who can provide a defensive spark to the team on a really cheap deal without having to give up someone who's playing rotation minutes. And every other trade, and the other two trades that we have involve us getting rid of rotation pieces to try to get a new rotation piece. So this one is definitely the least invasive of any of the trades that you threw out there. Yeah. Um, and and that's why I would say that's my favorite right now, because I don't think the Jazz... I, I wouldn't say they have to move a piece right now. If they lose the next four or five games in a row, then I'd say... Let's, we need to make a major change, whether that's strategy change, rotation change on Quinn's end, or a trade or something. But um, with that being said, let's jump in. I'll start with the probably the most invasive, and we'll go down, and then we'll, we'll talk about more about the Caleb Martin trade or uh, possible trade at the end. But the first one that we haven't talked about yet is one that was the trade wasn't built out uh, after the Knicks loss on our live stream. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen our Knicks review or our Bucks review, those videos are on the channel. Go back and check those out. I'll I'll put them up in the cards right around here. But there was mentioned Cam Reddish, and I liked the idea of Cam Reddish on the Jazz when I first heard it. Uh, I wasn't sure what I what we had to trade for him. I know he's on his rookie deal still, um, and I didn't know how likely it was to trade for him because. I know he's been okay. He's like had ups and downs, flashes of great, like not greatness, but flashes of going to be a solid starter in the NBA someday. Um, but I looked at the Hawks roster, 
and they're really in a let's win right now state. Obviously, they're probably not championship contenders, but they have so many players on that team uh, that I feel like Cam Reddish is one of those that can get mixed up in the rotation. I believe right now he's starting, but they have um, the other Bogdanovich. They have DeAndre Hunter. They have a, a lot of like solid young players that can fill in what Cam Reddish is doing. And so that's why I think the Hawks might be open to a trade for him. We might have to throw in a pick, uh, which wouldn't be great. But Cam Reddish, if he does turn into what he can turn into, I think this could be an awesome trade for the Jazz's future. So the trade that I put together, since uh, Cam Reddish is on his rookie deal, he's making about $4.5 million. But the Hawks do have cap room because they have a lot of young contracts. So to make it work and to make it realistic that the Hawks might take it, I uh, the trade that I put together was Royce O'Neal and Elijah Hughes. So we're giving away a starter, which is rough. I didn't want to give away Royce O'Neal, but I couldn't see another combination that would really make it work and make the Hawks want it. And Elijah Hughes is our rookie, which we haven't seen much from. I don't want to give him up, but if this is a move that we think will help the Jazz, then Midas will try it. Uh, it. It's worth the risk. He he's not like it's not like he's a guaranteed star or anything. And we get Cam Reddish and I don't know his first name. B. Goodwin. He was a bench warmer for the Hawks. He's a point guard. I threw him in just to make the cap a little closer. And the Jazz don't have a second point guard, so it might be nice to just have one on the roster. So overall. What do you think about this trade for the Jazz right now? And what do you th- do? You, how big of an impact have the Jazz made this trade? Do you think it would have on their future? I can definitely see why the Hawks would like this trade because you bring in Roy- Royce O'Neal, who is very offensive in the sense that he can hit threes. He just shot seventy-five percent last night on six of eight shooting from behind the arc. So. Being able to bring someone like that who doesn't need the ball in their hands and can go stand in the corner and move around um, would definitely help out Atlanta on offense just to bring the firepower that they really expect. And basically, if they make the playoffs is what they'll make the playoffs on. They'll make the playoffs on hitting more shots than you, even though they won't do anything to stop you on the other end. And Royce is also a really solid defender. He has issues in isolation, which is a problem. But overall, when you look at who the Hawks are, they don't have anyone to play defense. So from that perspective, they get a great potential talent in Elijah Hughes, and they also get a great defensive and offensive player in Royce O'Neal, who could possibly really be a great pairing overall with who they have on that team. As for the Jazz, so I don't, I'm not as great at knowing about other players who um, aren't on the Jazz who are, or who aren't on teams in our division. But Cam Reddish, when I was looking at the stats, just, I mean, he's playing 25 plus a game. So that's what he'd be playing here in Utah. And he's getting about 10 points. And his three-point shooting is absolutely abysmal. And so I really think that overall with just, I don't think he plays defense because I haven't heard about a single player who plays defense on the Hawks. And so looking at his three-point shooting, I really just don't think it's worth giving up Royce O'Neal just for the amount of change that I would bring. I don't see him being such a big positive 
that it's worth it. Like Jordan Clarkson was such a big positive that it was absolutely worth giving giving up Exum and bringing him in. So overall, I would not do this trade. I don't like it. I would have to see Royce O'Neal like significantly deteriorate in the next few weeks. But if that happened, the Hawks wouldn't do the trade. So I wouldn't take this. I would definitely leave this at the door. Yeah, what I think the argument for Cam Reddish is he's young. Most players, like, it would probably make the Jazz a little worse this season. But he is 6'8". He's athletic. He can bring energy, which are all things the Jazz need right now. Normally, he's in his second year right now. Normally, players really come out in their third, fourth year. So it would be the Jazz taking a little bit of a gamble, hoping that he turns into a lot more than he is right now. We would lose on shooting, but we'd make up in uh, a little more athleticism. And uh, he's about this. I think he's a little bigger than Royce O'Neal, but a little more length. So I think it'd be interesting. It would be the Jazz taking a little bit of a gamble, and it would be it wouldn't be necessarily a win now move for them. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of it. I wouldn't do it if they did it. I think it'd be interesting and it could pay off in the next couple of years, but uh, also it might not. So it, that's a risky one. I don't love it. It uh, Cam Reddish, he might fix some of the Jazz's problems right now, though. So if this continues, it might be something that the Jazz want to look at. Uh, the next trade is the one that you mentioned. Uh, I think you kind of mentioned this one as the most potential, even though we are giving up a good amount. Uh, I I also threw Elijah Hughes into this trade. It's not that I'm against Elijah Hughes. I like <laughs> him. I think he'll be good. He just hasn't gotten any playing time yet. And he has a small contract that is easily movable. Uh, and in this trade, I just needed to make up an extra right around a million. And he's making just under 900K. So uh, he made the trade work. Yeah. And, so th- and oh, yeah. if you're, if you're going to trade... Um, the trade that we have specifically is TJ Warren to the jazz for Joe Ingles and Elijah Hughes, um, being sent to the Pacers. And I definitely think you're right. I really am excited for Elijah Hughes and for where, where he'll be in the next few years. But in order for the jazz to make anything work, they're going to have to give up something with potential because TJ Warren for Joe Ingles isn't a trade that Indiana is going to make. Like there's no value for it. Now, if they're deciding to go into rebuild and they really like Elijah Hughes, then this is a trade that they would definitely consider. So that's why Hughes just has so much upside that I get what you're saying, that he would definitely probably need to be in one of these trades. Yeah. And and the interesting thing about this trade is what we were talking about, what the Jazz needed was like de- a defensive, like three and D kind of wing who's athletic, uh, doesn't need the ball in his hands, uh, kind of like a Royce O'Neal, but more athletic, can insert more energy. So like uh, Royce O'Neal with Jay Crowder's energy is kind of what we were looking for. TJ Warren really isn't that. Um, so... But as I was looking, I went through like every team and tried to find the best players. And these are the three trades that I thought could work. The reason why I still went for TJ Warren and decided to bring it up was because I think he has the potential to like bring star power. Obviously, he's not like a superstar, but 
he he can bring star power to those games, especially when he's hot. Um, and so seeing if bringing that to the Jazz is just something else, another weapon that the Jazz have. Um, like it's one of those strategies where do the Jazz need to give up a little offense to be a lot better on defense, or do they just completely give up on defense and go all out on offense? And here they're not giving up on defense all the way. They're losing some with Joe Ingles, but I think lo- what you lose on defense with Joe Ingles is made up a lot by what TJ Warren can bring on offense. So, so I here's my interesting. I understand why it's your favorite one out of the three. Now, here's my biggest concern with it. So, I mean, he didn't play. He played 40 games his first season, was 24% from three. Um, next season, he played 47, was 40% from three. The next season, 27%, 22%, 23%. Sorry, not 23%. Last year, um, 43%. Then last year, he was 40%. And this year, he is zero for seven. So <laughs> he's just been all over the place on his three-point shooting. And while I'd imagine since the last two seasons have been 40-plus, he'll be coming back to 40-plus, Um that would really, really stink to go and get the 24% TJ Warren and not the 40, 41% TJ Warren. Since at that point, the trade would definitely be a no-go for me. But I'd, I'd be confident he'd be shooting 40 plus, but I mean, he shot 20, 24%, like three, three, four seasons in his career. So that's definitely a big concern for me with this possible trade. That is really weird, and I wonder what that says about him, uh, because it's like it's not like he's pretty good, and sometimes he's great. It's like, and and but he just has some off years where he's like mid thirties. It's more like he's either forty percent, so like top of the league, or he's twenty percent bottom of the league. So I wonder what that says about him. Obviously, those were in the past, and it's been a little while since he's had one of those year so maybe he's worked through it because i feel like shooting is a lot it's more of a confidence mental thing so yeah I, if he wasn't zero for seven this year um i'd have more confidence in him being able to shoot but zero for seven through four games is kind of concerning to me but i mean then again the whole jazz team has started off slow so that's also <laughs> concerning to me everything's concerning <laughs> okay um now, let's go through the last trade. Uh, before we go through the last trade, I wanted to mention now because sometimes people drop off before the end of the video. We're going to pin a comment, and it's going to include the link to the ESPN trade machine for the NBA. And we want to see what trades you want to you put together along with what you think of each of the trades that we uh, we talked about in the video. So make sure to do that. If you find a trade that you like, screenshot it, post it in the comments, and then we can talk about how it works. Uh, so the last trade we already talked about a little bit. It's a straight-up trade. Uh, Nying for Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin also has a twin brother on the Hornets. Caleb Martin has performed better, but if the Hornets don't want to give Caleb Martin up, I would honestly be okay with his twin brother Cody. Uh, he, I think he just, I think he's like an inch shorter, and he just hasn't had as much playing time. But while they're on the court, they look like almost the exact same player. Uh, but I mentioned he's he's a little he's younger. Well, Yang's pretty young too. He's more athletic. Doesn't really have a shot, but 
he brings his athleticism. He can score down low off of cuts. Um, and he doesn't need the ball in his hands on offense, but he can't shoot. So that's not as huge of a positive. What he really brings is on the defensive end. Uh, and so you, you kind of gave you a review of this trade. Would you be willing to do this like right now? Uh, do you think that would solve some of the Jazz's problems right now? And do you think it wouldn't disrupt anything good that they've got going on? Um, sorry about that. Um, so I think it's not a super Utah trade in the sense that like getting rid of someone like Nyang just isn't necessarily what the front office would do. I do understand there's new ownership, but would I do this? Yeah, I would. Do I think the Hornets would do this? No, I don't think the Hornets get enough from it to risk making one of the brothers frustrated because I know how much of an issue there was like in Phoenix when Booker was traded away. Uh, when I think More it was risks. Booker, his brother was traded away or not re-signed. And that definitely caused t- tension between the front office. Obviously, neither of the Martin brothers are like star players that you're hoping to get something amazing from in the future. So overall, I'm, I would do it probably just to see what could happen. But now the more I say that like Niang is someone great who can shoot threes off the bench if there is an injury for the Jazz. So I'm not sure. I do see the positives, but I just don't know enough about Caleb Martin to be able to say definitively that I would do that trade right now. Yeah, and that makes sense. Uh, With a lot of these trades, we either have to give up potential or we have to give up shooting. Because shooting is kind of overpaid right now. Everyone who has an awesome jump shot is making a lot of money. And just how the Jazz contracts work out and the other contracts, it's tough to line up because the Jazz have a few big contracts and then a lot of small contracts and they don't really have anything in the middle, which is the kind of contract we're looking for. Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, go for it. I think that that's pretty much what we had on these trade fronts. Um... Like Dale said, we're going to pin a comment and have the trade machine there. So go find some trades that you think would benefit the Jazz and put those in the comments. We'll also we'll also put a screenshot of each of the trade machines that we discussed in this video. And you can go and comment on each of those, just your thoughts and your feelings on those trades. So thanks so much for watching. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And go Jazz!